Mm-hmm. Basically, it brainwashes uh, everyone into yeah, thinking it, they're good. it brainwashes them. But eventually, she runs out of magic, and then Tomba just ends up winning because he made a mushroom tie Well, no, the, the, like, the best part was, though, like, during the whole, like, thing while they're all obsessing over there, like, Noe and Shin come over and, like, they're like, hey, there's no line over here. And well, they... Noe and Ebisu. Oh, yeah, right, because Shin's, Shin, Shin's brainwashed, too. It doesn't work too. on the ladies. Like, Noe and Ebisu and... Uh, well, kind of Nikaido, but she's kind of just like brainwashed. <laughs> but my like... yeah, but my favorite part is like they uh, they're enjoying the stuff from history, and then all of a sudden like her magic runs out, and then like N walks over and he's like, "Oh, I have heartburn because <laughs> he was eating non mushrooms," <laughs> and he looks yeah. at the thing, and he's like, "All right, I have to try both because I have a fair man." And he's yeah. like, "Ah, oh, Mister Enser, I know you only eat mushrooms, so mushrooms he's like, I made you this mushrooms. special one made out of portobello mushrooms," and N just goes, "Portobello." And he just takes one bite but and just goes, you win. win. Just walk, walks right off. And it's like, that's the funniest scene in the thing. Uh, hey, he knew his customer. Um. Hey guys, I'm Bill, a one-time Instagram blogger and now a podcaster. And I'm Alex. The Chaotic Neutral. And together we are the Gaming and Collecting Podcast. A brother-sister duo. That talks about gaming. And also anime. And don't forget the collecting. Or sometimes. Ah, forget it. We're just a nostalgia podcast at this point. But anyways, guys. Thanks for joining us as we discuss the games that shaped us. So. Zencaster sucks ass. (laughs) How you been? uh, Well, I haven't been great. Uh, So on Wednesday, I went to dance. And then Thursday morning, I woke up and I felt like I was dying. So on Friday, I I could finally kind of function. And I took a COVID test and I had COVID. So it sucked. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it definitely was not fun. Uh, and I'm still kind of stuff. If, if I sound weird, it's two reasons. One, I'm a little congested. And two, while I was working from home, because I couldn't be in the office, obviously, if I had COVID, but I could still kind of work from home, my cat decided to rub on my microphone and knock it over and break it. Well, break the cord. So I need a replacement cord. So for now, I'm just using my old microphone. So if my audio sounds shitty, it's my microphone, but also... My nose is stuffy, so I'm still recovering from that, but I'm feeling a lot better. My tummy really hurts, though. Um, I threw up last night, but it wasn't from COVID. I just... You're just having a bad time. I just, yeah. And my stomach still hurts today, and I kind of think it might have been from coffee, because I haven't had coffee in the past three days, because I just... Every day I woke up and I just wasn't hungry, and I've been having art. Honestly, I think it's a little bit too of like, I've just been having a, a bit of trouble eating ever since getting COVID because I just haven't been hungry um, because I was violently ill the first day, I'm pretty certain. So getting back into eating is a little hard. So I'm struggling a little bit and I'm having some stomach issues and I'm sad. <laughs> but other than that, this is good. I can dance and I can work out again. And that's really what I cared about because sitting on my couch all day just fucking sucks did you work yesterday or were you home yesterday 
I, I stayed home because it's five days you have to kind of Got quarantine it. at home and then you can come back into the office. So, and I was really feeling fine by yesterday. Like, I'm still congested, but like, I was, I was fine, but I just, I needed to do the right thing and stay home. Uh, unlike some of my shitty coworkers who stayed home sick one day, came back in, gave it to everyone else, and then were out the rest of the week. You know who I'm talking about, and fuck you for doing that because you gave it to me. Um, <laughs> I doubt I doubt they listen to our show. <laughs> I doubt it, but I was fucking pissed. Like, if you're sick and you're still clearly sick, stay home. Like, no one wants to get your ick. Like, no one does. I didn't want to get sick. I have so much going on. I was pissed, and I'm still pissed. Um, but, yeah. oh well. I'm feeling better. I can go back to dance tomorrow, so... Ah! But... How have you been, Bill? Tell me your life story. Tell me how you've been. I have a mortgage. So that's do my, I. That's Welcome my life Welcome to right adulthood. Now. Yeah, but at least you're, like, into it. I'm in that early phase where, like, I'm still trying to balance everything, and it's like, yeah, I come there. home, I work. I, no, I wake up, I work, I come home, I exercise, I go to sleep. That is my life. Yeah, occasional yeah. podcast in between. Yeah, but, I mean, and Bill, have you looked in your game room? I think you have plenty of things you could be doing know, <laughs> that I'm you can joking. catch up on. So I'm joking. No I'm, being, <laughs> I'm being facetious here. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Sure, sure. Trust me, you have plenty of things to do. I'm, I'm aware. I have 3DO games I need to play. <laughs> Oh, it's almost like you have a podcast for that. Yeah. It's almost like we have a whole network or something. Well, no. We have two two podcasts. That's a network. That you do. <laughs> no. Until I get my solo podcast. Which I probably will never do. <laughs> or it will it will come out like every, once a year. <laughs> Lovely. You know, you were lucky. You missed the freaking gridlock traffic yesterday heading home because there was apparently an accident. So. Yeah. Well, one thing about living where we do on the borders of Connecticut and Massachusetts is you have to deal with the Big E, which the Big E is a really fun thing in New England, but it also means, like, a lot of gridlock traffic on your days home during the season, so. <sighs> yeah, th this was an accident, though, like, because yeah. it was, it was well, like, downpouring, and that's why. Oh, yeah, yesterday was a ton of rain, yeah. Well, it was it was really awkward because I went out. Sorry, I hiccup. I went out um, grocery shopping yesterday because I like had no food or anything. But I wasn't really eating. But I was like, I should probably eat um, at some point. Uh, so I went grocery shopping and I went in the store. And this lady, I I wore a mask because I was still in like that period of like you you could potentially give it to people, even though I I felt fine. But I was doing the right thing. Um, and this lady was like, she was like, excuse me. And I was like, uh-oh, oh no. Like, I'm literally, like, wearing a hoodie, <laughs> sweatpants, and a mask. And I'm like, I clearly don't want to be talked to, but I didn't want to be rude. So I was like, yes. And she was like, is, is COVID back around? I, I've yeah. seen people wearing them. And I was like, I, I don't know. Like, I got it from work. And then she's like, you have it? And I was like, well, no, no, no. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm over it. But, like, I had I, it. See, you, your, your mistake here was you indulged. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry. 
sorry. I'm dying. Oh, See, did I just get a deeper voice? Hello there, everyone. <laughs> I'm Jesus. the of the crap. Alex, your mistake, your mistake there was you indulged. I would have just specifically said I don't know and just gone from there and just kind well, of ended I it. Felt, I felt bad because I mean I didn't want to lie. I was like, well, it's going around my office, which it is. Um, so. I wouldn't have. <laughs> I wouldn't have given them the. Uh, she was just a little old lady, you know. I was trying to be nice, you know. I was trying to be nice, but. But anyways, Bill, what are you drinking? Uh, I have a liquid death, uh, <laughs> severed liquid death. lime. Wow. What What are the calories on that? What are the nutritional facts? Who cares? What's the Water. serving size? No. This is important information. We need to know, Bill. I just canceled just our Zencaster. <laughs> just give us the calorie, Bill. Just give us the calorie. Give us the calories. <laughs> yep. Aren't you gonna ask what I'm drinking? If you're, if it's a water bottle, I don't care. <laughs> it's not. Ask me what I'm drinking. What are you drinking? I'm drinking a Sprite. Okay, lemon that's lime. cool. I'm not. I'll, I'll meet you. Lemon lime soda, hundred percent. No, you can't mute me. I'm recording myself, so they'll still hear me. <laughs> you can just boot you from the call. <laughs> Fine, I'll just keep recording over here on my lonesome. Do 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 do. Lemon soda, two hundred and thirty calories. You were the one that was complaining that we need to get a move on, and you're the one that wants to stretch it out as much as you can. This is my job, Bill. Okay, this is why you hired me as your co-host. I bring the laughs and I bring the chaos. Do you want me to keep doing my job, or do you want me to quit? You tell me now. Anyways, so. Moving I will on to our give you my resignation, fuck you. You've already done this joke. It's not funny the second I'll time. I'll do it again. <laughs> Sorry. Please don't do that. Because <laughs> you're just making know. yourself sick. <laughs> help. I need well, help. Anyways, so. Somebody. Moving on to our topic. It's been a. It's actually been a hot minute since we've done one of these. Yeah. Ooh, it's uh, been a hot hour. Or a hot month. <laughs> actually, months. It's been at least a month or two. Uh, we're doing another anime swap. It's actually the 10th anime swap, believe it or not. Happy birthday to anime swap. <laughs> I mean, it's our, it's over a year old because we started them last season. But... Oh, is it? Dang. Well, yeah, because we well, did the first. Well, it's, most of it has been on delay because our last one was so long and we kind of needed to, like, recoup. Um, well, no, our last one wasn't that long. <laughs> what? I thought it was. Wasn't the... it Black Clover and New No, Hampshire? we've done two since that. Yeah? <laughs> the last <laughs> one we did was Chainsaw Man and Death Parade. That's, oh, a, that's about as short as it gets. <laughs> no, we haven't done two since then. Well, this is number two, right? No, because we also did Spy Family and Jujutsu Kaisen. Wait, we did? Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't remember half of our podcast episodes. Black Clover and Yu Yu Hakusho was like, that was like when we first moved into your apartment. <laughs> I mean, I your know, condo. That's why it felt so long ago. Jesus. <laughs> well, anyways, so 
we're returning to anime swap and this is actually fun because we changed we're changing the format up a bit this time around we are uh well yeah because we we didn't watch the shows together this time i also don't think we're gonna do a full-on recap of the shows because that's just kind of long and drawn out and we it's it's better if we just talk about the select things i think it would make more sense like the general synopsis. Yeah, like we don't need to give a full-on paraphrase because, frankly, you're better at that than I am, and whenever I do it, it's really awkward, so. <laughs> no, it's not. Well, I can't remember these things note for note like you can, so. <laughs> I'm sorry that I pick a show that I genuinely enjoy. <laughs> I always pick shows I like, too. I just don't have the brain capacity to remember every detail. Um, sir? Weren't you Mr. Boat Fact? You could just pull a boat fact out of your butt wherever you went. That's different because that was like a hobby no, at the not, time. This is this is the same thing. Yeah, but I can't do it in the time span you can do it. So you just you're not a true fan. That's just all I'm hearing. Not a true fan. Not well, anyways, <laughs> so unlike previous episodes that we watched together, these because we live in separate houses now. Uh, we decided to do try something different this time around, where we actually watched both shows by ourselves. Yes. So that we're kind of, for the most part, going into this blind. Like, we don't know each other's Opinion opinions. And thoughts, yes. Which I think is going to make it more interesting, so... Um, and if it isn't... Fuck you! No, well, we're, we're, if it isn't, we're still going to do this in the future, because... <laughs> Let's face it, it's just, it's inconvenient for me to have to go over to Alex's house to watch an entire anime series every day. Well, I mean, you could come over, like, on the days I'm not here and just feed Wooster. Well, that's, the, that's, that's a waste of time. <laughs> like, I'll feed the cat, I'll feed the cat, but I'm not going to watch an anime in your house. That That's weird. Okay, well, can you do that tomorrow? Fine. Um, anyways... <laughs> So for this one, we picked two relatively newer shows. One of them is very new, and the other is fairly new. Uh, yeah, I'd say, uh, when did it come out? Uh, I'd say it was like 2021 or 2020. I mean, that's that's still pretty new, in my opinion. Uh, oh, no. Oh, wait. It, it was 20. 2020, yeah. Yeah, 2020. I mean, that's that's still pretty new. Yeah, still pretty. I mean, it's the 2020s. It's, not it's within. It's with. So. It's within the decade. Yeah. Um. So the two shows we picked um for this swap were my choice this time around was Oshinoko, Woo. and Alex's choice was. Uh, Doro Hidoro. Yep. Can't be any. Di- <laughs> two, can't be any freaking different. <laughs> two very different shows. Uh, um, tone I, completely different. <laughs> Yeah, well, they're both dark as fuck, but also yeah. But in- ironically, the lighter, ironically, the lighter toned one is not the one you expect. Um, <laughs> but I would like to first off put up. Uh, we don't usually do this because people usually know what they're getting into with a swap. But I want to just for yeah. because of what the, the the first show we're going to talk about is, I'd like to put up a massive spoiler warning here. Yeah. If you have not seen or read any Oshinoko, just do click off not- now. Or yeah, skip skip back. skip to the Dorohidoro portion, yes. um, because this let's just there's a lot to unpack with Oshinoko and oh yeah, I don't want to spoil anybody because it's still pretty new and let's face yeah. it I I 
I got I saw spoilers for this damn show in the Formula One subreddit. So let's <laughs> <laughs> let's be real here. It's it's kind of a, a show notable for spoilers. Yeah. Ooh, but sorry if that was loud. Yeah. So Oshinoko is an interesting one. It is a, the creation of manga writer Aka Akasaka, who is the also the creator of another show we talked about on Anime Swap. Uh, Kaguya-sama, Love is War. Uh, we'll say very different stories. <laughs> well, yes, despite the fact that they all take place in the same shared universe, the Akaverse. Yes. That's a thing. Um, but yeah, so Oshinoko is what's different. The difference between Oshinoko and Kaguya-sama, though, but well, one of the, besides like the actual story stuff is, unlike Kaguya-sama, which was written and drawn by uh, Aka, um, Oshinoko is only written by him because he has retired from drawing manga, and instead the drawing aspect, uh, the artist aspect has been taken up by, I apologize if I butcher this, Mengo Yokoyari. Mm-hmm. I believe that's a female? Yes, uh, she is female. Uh, so there is a notable different art style to this show, despite the fact that it's in the same universe and has very similar themes to Kaguya-sama, which is a little interesting at first, but you get used to it real fast, because you can still clearly tell it's the same writer. Yes. So, going into it, yeah, this one had been on my radar for a while, like, because when it popped up, I remember seeing it and thinking, like, wow, that's different than Kaguya-sama. He's doing, like, an idol thing now. That's, that's so interesting. And then, this is where it gets pretty interesting, so... This show has a very hard open. <laughs> yeah. That, where the first episode is also isn't it like an hour long? The first episode is basically a mini like movie. Like a mini movie, yeah. Um, and the first episode is also nothing like the rest of the series. Yeah. Um, to me, like what sticks out at first is like you're you're literally following this doctor at first, and at first I, I mean I read the manga so I, I knew it was going on but I'm assuming to people who don't know like it's just like this random doctor who's like a massive idol fan and he is taking care of a terminally ill patient who is also a massive no the reason he becomes a massive idol fan is because of this patient who was a massive yes. idol fan and he ends up getting his first a patient who is a, a teenager who's pr- uh, heavily pregnant Yep. And it, it reveals that it's actually the world famous idol star I, um, who is the basically the, the what what Oshinoko essentially is is it is a deconstruction of Japanese idol culture, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, which is essentially it's like these groups of like singer performers who are ma- basically manufactured to sell, and then once their usefulness is over with, they're basically thrown away. <laughs> yeah, in a in a very bleak way of looking at it uh the show the show very much touches on that in a lot of ways because the the reason why it's so important the fact that i is pregnant besides the fact that she's only 16 i mean granted age of consent in japan is different let's let's not get too into that um is the fact that being an idol it's like that's a big (laughs) no-no like you don't have relationships yeah you don't do and yeah, so the the whole basically plot is like he, he they kind of go over like he's basically just like gonna be her doctor and then right as it's coming up to the time where she's gonna have the kids, 
he gets brutally murdered. Yeah, he gets shoved off a cliff. Yeah, uh, by a <laughs> by a crate. Find his body. Yeah, basically, and yeah. what makes it even weirder is so one of the things that um the terminally ill patient had was she basically had said like made a, a remark about like wouldn't it be crazy if you just got reincarnated as the child of an idol uh, and she was a massive I fan <laughs> so it's kind of implying. <laughs> And the doctor makes jokes about this too later on, which then kind of turns into the fact that I had twins, like two, two babies, one male and one female. And it's immediately very starking to the fact that you find out real quick, the doctor got reincarnated as one of I's kids. Yeah, because he's fucking dead. Yeah, well, besides that, but also <laughs> the, the the fact that it's also revealed, it's not, in, it's not revealed who at first, but the sister is also, also. Re- a reincarnation of somebody, because there's, just, like, some weird reincarnation meta going on. Yeah. But, I mean, like, I don't know. I, I know it wasn't revealed, but I kind of knew who it was right away. Oh, it's it's like, not officially revealed in the anime, but it's very heavily implied via multiple no, flashbacks. Well, it's it revealed... Shown, yeah. It's revealed to the viewer. No, yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's revealed... Knows, but the, he doesn't, yeah. So, for what we're saying is essentially that the, the girl is the terminally ill patient, which... Is bizarre because she was apparently in limbo for a while because she's it's a revealed she died, <laughs> yeah, um, and yeah. So the the show kicks off from there after I had the babies, where it's like she's returning to idol life and she kind of needs someone to watch the uh, the kids. And the where it gets interesting is like then we get the point where we get introduced to her producer and his wife, who is at first comes off as like an awful character because she's like a gold digger. Mm. But then, like, the babies... because they redemption arc. She, gets she does. Arc. Well, she's pissed off that she's basically been relegated to babysitter, despite mm-hmm. not wanting to be a baby, basically only being in it to basically make money. Yeah. Um, and the, the babies, because they can talk because magic, uh, basically <laughs> <laughs> scare the shit out plot. of her. Yeah, scare the shit out of her, keeping her from revealing the secret, because the baby's, like, existence is kept secret because it would ruin Ai's career. And during this whole thing like basically they're just kind of like bossing her around and there's a really weird subplot it where like so the baby's names are ruby and aqua marine or just aqua for short <laughs> yeah <laughs> because eyes i is a very unique character very, yeah she's very dumb but also smart and very yeah. spacey because yeah. it's revealed later on that she was like a just like a street kind of like like kind of like a off cast well, kind of it was more I think it was more like she grown up, grew up in an orphanage, and she kind of just had no one her whole life. And yeah, she was basically she was a discovered because she was beautiful, you know, and like he thought, hey, she could be an idol. Um, so she just never really, you know, had anyone. So she kind of just was there for herself, and it yeah. reflected, didn't it? Like it also reflected in her earlier work, as they kind of will touch on later on. Yeah, because um, there's there's a very key overarching theme that I doesn't understand the concept of love. Yeah. And as it goes on, we kind of get a whole bunch of like you kind of see the progression of I as an idol, where she's hitting that point where idols become obsolete. Yeah. And well, she's it's kind of I mean it's kind of like culture here. Once you hit a certain age, like you're you're delegated from like I don't know. Look at like Miley Cyrus, where she was like America's sweetheart, and then she hit that more adult phase and then, then she, she started to, riding on wrecking balls and twerking I mean, on stage you I know mean, yeah, but 
like the the media is so harsh on her like was so harsh and it re- kind of reflects in all people who you know, are a celebrity or a singer or something or an idol in Japan like you hit a certain age and then suddenly you go from being everyone loves you to everyone hates you and it is like sad and I'm sure it's very traumatic for those who are in those positions well especially in Japan where like idols don't really make anything it's more they kind of have yeah. to like I, they have to like work out contracts and stuff and well, it's yeah and like the fact that like a lot of idols like train like for years before they actually go out and start performing and start um like actually hit the stage like they'll train for many many years and then they'll debut and then they really only have a few years for that debut that they've been training for multiple multiple years it, it's very interesting when you look into that lifestyle for like the k-pop mm. and the j-pop groups it's very interesting well it's also very like it kind of hits home especially if like you pay attention to close to like the show's uh, opening theme uh the the opening theme uh, has uh the, the name of the song is is ironically idol yeah. and um it has a quote that kind of stuck with me that like just because it's very like dark when you think about it where it's like the line in the, the so the lyrics are in japanese but the uh hide uh sentai was very nice to actually translate them which was kind of cool mm, yeah and one of the lyrics is literally what did you eat today? What books do you like? If you went to play, where would you go? And then it cuts to the person responding saying, I didn't eat anything. That's a secret. She's evasive no matter what she's asked. Yeah. Appearing plain, but also brilliant. It's like, you read that and you kind of realize, yeah, that's dark. <laughs> Very yeah. dark. Oh, it is. Um, but going back to the progression, so like we get to this point where eyes trying to like branch out into other work like she tries to get an acting gig and like she's actually famously edited out of the project other than like one scene because she's more beautiful than the lead yeah and she was more like she was just the camera was more drawn to her and they were okay with that because they wanted the other the lead to be the star yeah so they edit edit her out and then this is where you get kind of aqua's interesting like backstory where They've he gets he, up a little bit at this point too. yeah They've they're taught baby to toddler they're at the age now where it's not weird that they're talking yeah. um but like aqua literally makes a deal with the the director who he befriended and like basically the director's like all right i'm making a small movie and i'll let uh ivy in it but i at the one condition that you must also be in it because he's like apparently an acting prodigy even though aqua wants nothing to fucking do with that and, and what was fun about that scene, too, was, like, it wasn't even that he had to act. Like, he picked him for the role specifically because the role was, he's, like... Because he's creepy as toddler. fuck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the fact that, like, there's a toddler that's speaking so fluently and, like, clearly, um, like, an adult, it's creepy and it comes off as off-putting. So he chose him for that role. But, I mean, like, because it, it, it shows even in the... In the, as the series goes on, like, he's not the perfect actor, he, like, yes, he's talented, but he's not, like, a prodigy, like, he just is smart, and he knows how to work it, because it, it will come up in later scenes as well, um, but, but during as a young baby, yeah. <laughs> baby and, in air quotes, <laughs> yeah. Dur- but during the production of, like, the, uh, the movie, like, we meet another child actor named Kana, who, uh, she's at this point you you think she's kind of a one off despite her being incredibly memeable because of her uh, faces that she makes during this scene. Yes. Eating the ice cream, crawling across the floor, you know. Yeah. 
But um, yeah, and Khan is an actual professional act, like child actress, but she um gets like completely destroyed in the filming by Aqua, who doesn't even try, and then it completely like destroys her self confidence. Well, uh, which is a it's another. It's not even completely that too. I think it's more. Her story's interesting too because I'm sure it's happened with other people as well. Um, but hers was interesting because you know she kind of was always told she was this prodigy and she became very snotty uh, and very bratty. And in the end, people didn't want to work with her anymore. Yeah, she lost work and she lost jobs and she's also a child though so it's no, like yeah. you gotta I give mean, her a little grace oh yeah no i definitely give it a little i i agree but i also know like like i did dance for years and i remember yep. watching kids that like i helped teach and you know they went from sweet little like angel to suddenly they were like doing really well and then they just turned into a brat out of nowhere and it was really sad because like they were the sweet kid, but everyone just was like, you're the best, you're the best, oh my god, you win, you win, you win. They put them on this pedestal, and then for some of them, it just goes to their head. And, like, thankfully, like, for some kids, they have a parent who's like, no, you back her down, and you be grateful for your, like, the opportunities you have. But not all people have that. So, yeah, I completely understand what happened, and sometimes you gotta hit that wall and realize you know, maybe I need to square up and I need to be a little more nicer or yeah. I'm not going to do well in this industry, you know. Yeah. Um, we'll get to Kana more later, though. Yeah. Because uh, she's really not super important here other than just some early character development because... Yeah. Well, she's Aqu- going to come back around, so they need well, the yeah. connection. <laughs> but uh, Aqua basically nails his part and it it's so effective that, like, it literally, like, it's so effective plus, like... Um, eyes like striking like look really affects the like it basically really worked for the film and the the low budget film that they were making literally becomes a massive hit because of the yeah. eyes performance and aqua's performance yeah. and this basically kickstarts aqua like i'm not aqua um i um progression where she's getting roles left and right and it's basically she escaped from the fate that most idols do unfortunately though the the slight caveat to this is the idol group she's part of they're basically carried by her at this point yeah. And we kind of go through a couple things. It's showing that, like, they're, the group's progressing and everything's going well. Like, she's, like, the kids are growing up still. And, like, she's she's very happy. Like, she she clearly, like, loves them, but she's not sure how to express it. Yeah. And we it, get, like... It, it, that scene is really tough where she's like, I don't know if I can say... Because... It's almost she's coming from this place of fear that if she does say it out loud and doesn't feel it, she'll regret it forever. So she just kind of holds it in and doesn't say it. And you don't notice it until she kind of announces it, that she never said I love you to them. But, like, you've never noticed. But then you think about it and you're like, no, she never did. Um, Despite showing obvious, like, love. Oh, yeah, despite, you know, clearly, like, she loved them. I mean, one of the scenes you forgot to touch on... Um, which is bef- when they were still babies, is th- they actually begged the... Um, to go, yeah, to go to one of her concerts. To and go like... to one of the concerts. Since that scene, you've probably seen gifts of the two babies dancing. And there's that face they show, like, where she's in a newspaper and she just looks so happy. And, like, at that point in that scene, you can clearly tell, like, she loves them. Um, but it's, like, sad to think about it, that, like, she, you know, someone who just didn't even understand what love was like could didn't even realize that she did love someone 
Well, also, too, you have to keep in mind her entire career has basically been about faking everything. So. Oh, yeah, that, too. Because it's implied here, too, that I's mental state isn't great. Like, she's very no, yeah. prone to depression. But, I mean, completely understandable. Well, yeah, it, and... it's, it's also just extremely common with idols. Yeah. Um... But yeah, so it, we cut to then, we get to this, like, so there's one very key scene that happens here where the kids make an offhand comment about um, not knowing who their father is, because that's kind of the running mystery of the series. Yeah. Um, big, major spoiler, so, because the manga is significantly farther ahead, I will say. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so they, they make this offhand remark, and I overhears it and freaks out, kind of, and basically does essentially the worst possible thing she can do and calls up the father yep. which granted everything is still very much it's unclear what happens but basically she calls the father up and then we cut to a scene of them basically they're preparing for the idol group that i's a part of shit what's its name it's it's got a it's uh it's uh uh something b B Komachi, yeah. B Komachi, yeah. Uh, the idol group—they're about to play like Budokai, I think. Yeah, like, like in, it's their biggest performance that they've ever done. Like, and another key character development thing is like the producer and his wife have just taken them all in at this point, and they're like almost yeah. a family, which they, is very they are. sweet. They are a family. Well, it, it shows they've come a long way from like where the the <laughs> the wife was literally about the to wife s- <laughs> about to sell like sell the story. Um... Well, you want to see a, mm, and a great piece of character development, too, that you don't notice unless you're really paying attention is when uh, the wife uh, or the the producer's wife, I forget her name because she is actually a major character. Um, she uh, when she first appears, she's wearing all this like flashy, like very like flirtatious clothing. And it's like you can clearly see the gold digger thing. Yeah. Um, after the basically as it goes on she progressively wears more like less revealing clothes as she goes on cuz she's becoming more of a mother. Yeah. Like mother figure. Cuz she was mothering them quite as much as I at that point. So Mm. But basically they're talking about this big event and it's basically like the producer's biggest dream was to yeah. basically play have his idol group play at Budokai. And then we cut to the next day and this is Major spoilers, because this is the biggest wham shot in the entire series. It's basically Eyes preparing for her day, and she's talking with Ruby and Aqua, and she gets a a door. She hears the doorbell ring, and she just goes to check it, completely unassuming, and she and she opens the door, and it's the stalker that killed the doctor at the start of the thing. That was pretty chilling when he appeared on the screen. Yeah, and. Then he proceeds to stab her, and then basically he calls her out for, like, being fake and not actually caring about him. And then I completely shocks him by actually knowing his name and actually basically telling him she remembers. Remembering him from, like, a meet and greet and... Yes, which completely breaks him him because he proceeds to run away and commit suicide, like, five minutes later. Um. And then I tragically is mortally wounded at this point, and basically Aqua's there, and basically she finally at this point tells both of them that she loves them, and that basically this is the end of her story. Yeah. And then we get that wonderful shot of Dead Eye. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically the spoiler shot that most people have been were sharing around at the time because. Yeah. Guess what? 
I is not the main character of this no. story. <laughs> no, She's not in most twins. of it. Yeah, it's like the twins. That was the major, like, biggest wham because, like, for you, those who don't know, because the the pr- promotional material for this show and like the original manga displays I front Lies. and center, like. Lies. <laughs> <laughs> and she dies so early on in it, and it is heartbreaking because you really yeah. get to you you get to like I a lot. Yeah, like like it was such like not whiplash, but like it was definitely like a what the fuck? Like this is not where I thought. I mean, I obviously like I was spoiled a little bit too, and I knew that she was gonna die, but I didn't realize like how abrupt just, it was. <laughs> yeah, and like. It just really got you out of nowhere. And, like, a part of me was so mad. I'm like, as soon as she called the guy, I should have known. I should have known that this was a bad sign. Uh, well, because like, it's also not in, it's not really confirmed whether he tipped the guy off or not. It's implied heavily, but it's never confirmed. So it's always one yeah. big mystery. Yeah. Because uh, she gives him their address. So that's, like, kind of the big yeah. hint. Um, Which is, it's so sad. Yeah, the whole thing is very dark, and then it—the saddest part is—then we cut to a flash forward where Ruby and Aqua are adults, and they're basically going off to their first day of school, and they basically say bye to their mom, and they cover, cut to a picture of of um, I holding both of them and smiling as babies, yeah. and then it cuts to even worse is um, right before the credits play, you get this recording of I basically right before their first birthday, basically preparing for it and telling them how much she loves them and. Well, not loves them, but basically just telling them how much she cares about them, how funny it'll be looking at this as when she's older, which is even more heartbreaking. Yeah. And then we get what I think is one of the more depressing a- outros in anime I've heard in a long time. The uh, the first outro, which is um, it, it's a very somber kind of almost like orchestral rock acoustic song. I believe it's it's got like a very simple name too. I believe it is just called. I, I listened to it earlier today. I should remember this. Um, Come on. God damn it! It's in Japanese. Uh, but whatever. <laughs> it's a very it's a very very emotional song that even says the the term Oshinoko in it a few times, which I was like, oh okay. Um, yeah, and then wham ending right there because then it's like, by the way, that was only episode one. Yeah, <laughs> that is like the craziest part of like it. Really, it's a it, and I will say it's a very well done first episode because you're, you're hooked. hooked. Like, well, you yeah, because hooked, and I could not stop watching it. Like it. Well, because y- if you get to the, the the scene where she's murdered, it's like if you made it that far, you're like now you're in for the long run because you got to know what happens. Yeah, um, and I will say, just cutting in now, like, my opinion a little bit now, like, I am hooked. Like, there's been some shows where I've watched with Bill where I was like, yeah, this was fine, but I'm not gonna watch it again. This, I will be watching dedicatedly because I am so interested, and I may be stealing the manga from Bill if he has it, because, oh my god, does it know how to get you hooked immediately. Well, unfortunately, um, the you, the official releases are only up to volume three out of like 12 oh, so okay. there's a lot that's not officially uh, uh translated yet so i need to sail the seven seas is probably because you're, you're not because <laughs> le- i hate to break it to you but what i own is stuff you've already seen <laughs> it's okay one piece is my favorite anime for a reason <laughs> yeah so <Pirate. laughs> 
but yeah, so then we cut to the actual series proper, and now it's a completely different show, because I get, so one overarching theme with this show is where Kaguya-sama was more of a, like, romantic comedy with some slightly psychological themes, this show is a straight-up deconstruction of idol culture, and then... Murder mystery. We, we, well, murder mystery slash revenge plot, because yeah. we cut to the... So, the two main characters are very interesting to me, because they are very different. They're so opposite. They are, and they're both... What I love that the show does is they're both main characters, but they also both have their own arcs that they're following. Mm. Like... Aqua's entire arc going from from this part on is he's literally his entire life goal is basically revenge. He's trying yeah. to figure out who his who father is. He's basically yeah. trying to figure out who his dad is. Well, he knows who did it because they're already dead. Yeah. But um, he's trying he to figure knows, out who he knows that whoever killed him got the address from from the father. So yeah, I mean, so he he's basically his goal is he's trying to figure out the mystery of who I's lover was. Mm-hmm. Because it's a very massive secret, like, that is only a few people know. Yeah. And the way it works is, like, so his subplot is going on, and then Ruby's subplot is she wants to basically become an idol, but the family's like, like no. Yeah. Well, no, no, it's not even that her mom is... Well, so that's another point, too, is that the um, wife of the producer ends up actually adopting the two... Um, and raising the, them out as their own. So, basically as a single mom, because the producer himself has completely disappeared. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I won't spoil... Character <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I will also say, too, like, uh, spoiler... I'm not going to spoil it for manga, because the manga does explain what happened to him, but uh, yeah. as of, for anime-only watchers, he's basically just gone, and gone. no one knows yeah. what happened to him. Yeah. But, so she gets kind of that redemption. But she does support I, but she wants her to do it, like, smartly. Well, Ruby. Um, I mean, Ruby. not I, sorry, Ruby. <laughs> I is dead. Sorry, um, I is dead. <laughs> I is fucking dead. I mean, they are, basically the, they are basically the same character in a lot of ways, but... Um, no, yeah, very similar. But, and it, it's actually interesting, because, like, she actually is going and auditioning for things, but Aqua keeps basically sabotaging her, because yes. it doesn't... Well, and it's really sweet because he doesn't want what happened to I to happen to her, um, which is what? very, you know, sweet. Mm. But also, like, she also, like, needs to grow as a person and be happy, and this is her dream, and, like, she needs to follow her dream, you know? Yeah, so starting off, like, basically after Aqua sabotages her for her few, like, things, <laughs> like, which is hilarious because they, apparently she does well at the calls, but, um... <laughs> When Aqu- when uh, basically Aqua, because Aqua is actually surprisingly good at acting, uh, he will essentially call pretending to be the uh, the organization and then just like pretend to tell her she didn't get it, yeah. which is kind of messed up. But also you get it because he's looking out for her. Um, yeah. but yeah, so the basically Ruby's initial character arc is she's basically trying to become an idol, and basically after getting rejected, they finally make a deal where they're going to restart the idol, like, the, the studio and make a new idol group. Because the studio still exists. Well, the the, comp- the, produ- the company that w- had um, B. Kamachi was representing B. Kamachi. They still existed, but they were f- focusing more on social platforms <laughs> and, like... Uh, With so- the cursed thing. <laughs> hey, oh. he is one of the best characters in the damn show. No, I hated him. <laughs> we'll get to him, though. Um, 
But yeah, so they decide, all right, we're going to make an idol group. And then basically, like, Ruby's like, great. We don't have anyone else. (laughs) Yes. Just to cut in, I love what you said. We're not going to recap the series. And then you proceeded to recap. Well, no, no, no. I'm not going. I'm I'm skipping things. And you're going and you're going back and bringing them the things I skipped up. Well, anyways, I'm I'm not explaining every little thing Aqua does because I want to cut to the important scenes, particularly the first major scene where he gets the job at the the the, the cheap you internet movie show thing. It's it's not a TV production; it's like an internet show. Yes. And it's like this like it's basically an adaptation of a manga, and he basically the whole reason he gets roped into it is because of uh, Kana, and it's mostly because he's the producer of it is one of the people that was listed in I's cell phone. In phone yeah. Well, because I had three cell phones. She had her work one, her personal one, and then the secret one. Um, and he, the secret one has all these different phone numbers and things that, like, uh, Aqua's using to track the, uh, the potential identity of the father. So he does this whole production, and basically he, it's like, it's a shitty, like, bad production the entire time. But, um because of how well they do the final scene, it ends up getting, like, a lot of, like, props, and the producer basically tells him, like, hey, I like your work. If you want to, if you want my information, do a, do me a favor. And he's basically like, I need you to be on this dating show. <laughs> and he's such a fake-ass bitch on that show. Oh, my God. Well, they're all <laughs> fake-ass bitches on that show. I know, but his is the funniest, because it's just so uncanny. Yeah, because going into Aqua's personality real quick, he is, like, literally just, like, angst, like, and, like, doesn't have any time for bullshit. He listens to a lot of My Chemical Romance. He's honestly a more serious version of Mayuki from Kaguya-sama, if that was possible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well... Mayuki has those, like, goofy, silly moments, and well, he yeah, doesn't have as many as those. My Mayuki's serious, but he's also a fucking goofball with his dork. inability yeah. to rap. <laughs> he's a dork. <laughs> um, inability to do anything without Chica. <laughs> no, Ch- even Chica can't help him. He's that yeah. hopeless. Some things. He's a good student council president, but this isn't Kaguya-sama. Um... Yeah, so Aqua is, like, very serious, but, like, he, he is surprisingly good at acting, and, like, he can pull off these really good performances when he needs to. So the whole arc based around the uh, the, the dating show is basically, it's a fake TV dating show thing where it's supposed, where they, it's basically just, it's kind of like The Bachelor, I don't know the best how to describe no, it. it's, it's, it's more probably, of, like, it's... It's not even that. It's more of just like a way for some idols. I wouldn't even call it that because it's not like they get together. It's like a short series where they're just like occasionally peeking in on their lives, but it's like not their lives because they're all pretending. You know, yeah. They're but they school. do end up together at the end, kind of. Well, yes, but not during the show. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so this one you meet a whole bunch of people. The cool thing I loved about this arc is like you'd think these people are all fake asses, but they're actually all really nice people in reality. Oh, yeah. And basically, like, there's a whole bunch of, like, fake drama happens. Like, they all, he basically, Aqua plays into it until one of the particular uh, actresses in it ends up, like, getting kind of in a weird situation where she gets, her emotions get the better of her and she accidentally. uh, So, like, her, it's interesting. 
so she's more of a trained actress. Like, she performs in stage plays, and she's very talented at that. So when it comes to this show where they're kind of more, there's no script, there's nothing, it's just all kind of, like, the producers may push things to happen, but really it's just them kind of creating conversation and stuff is happening. There's no script or anything. And she's really struggling with that because she's more of this trained actress versus this more go out there and improv kind of situation. So and there's another girl yeah. who is very outgoing and basically nails who it. Just, and she's like, this is her thing. And it's just not her thing. Yeah. And she basically tries to like, like hype her up because like the whole time she's getting crapped on for not appearing enough. Yeah. Like by and, her, her boss. basically. Yeah. And basically what happens is like, she basically tells her, all right, I'm going to like mess with you and I'm going to go after all the guys and get in your way. And she basically just plays it off. Like, Oh, that's funny. And then the second she actually does it, like she gets like this emotional, like basically she loses control of her emotions and like, basically like, sw- like hits her and it accidentally cuts her face. Cause she has sharp nails. And basically, it's a, they immediately, like, she immediately gets over. She's like, it was an accident, don't worry. Um, but it causes a massive... So this episode actually is entirely a, a basically a deconstruction of social, like, social bullying and, like, uh, cyberbullying. Mm-hmm. Where, like, basically all the internet commenters act like she's the worst human being ever. And they basically drive her to commit try to commit suicide, except... Well, yeah, because... As many people may not know, but you should know, is most reality TV is not as real as you think it is. And they yeah. cut things together. And, but the you know, people online don't know this and they no, think they it's all real. No, they don't get that. So they so, proceed to bully her and that, you know. Yeah, and she proceeds to try to jump off a bridge until Aqua shows up and legit stops her and basically tells her off, like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. And because of this, like, she actually considers leaving the show after she recovers. Um, But Aqua, being a a brilliant editor, throws together this basically... He basically leaks online onto their social media this, like, edited clip of basically all the the behind-the-scenes, like, the real shit that happens. And it causes the... Basically, it causes everything to turn around, and then they can move on with the production. Well, and and one thing you didn't touch on, too, with that is that I think... Like, one thing is, Aqua almost feels very, like, connected to this. Like, he doesn't want to see, like, another idol die. Like, True. that's basically, like, he, like, felt very compelled to help her, too, because, like, because what happened to his mom. Like, he doesn't want to see someone else die. He doesn't want to see, like, that's why he didn't want his sister to go into the business. So, he's very much fueled by that as well, um, which I think is, it shows in his character, you know. Yeah, and what makes it very interesting, too, is, like, after this, then it's, like, they completely just change production. They change, like, everything completely, and then suddenly, like, all the characters are completely 100% into it. They're all super friends. Like, everyone is helping each other. And it eventually gets to the ending where Aqua ends up... So the character's name is Akane, and um, Aqua ends up, basically, they end up getting, quote-unquote, together at the end. Akane, yeah, yeah, sorry, I, I, Japanese names aren't my best. Um, they end up getting they end up getting fake together, even though it's very obvious that Akane kind of has feelings for him. Yeah, and he's although like, no, he Aqua's confusing in what he likes. I won't spoil anything because the, the stuff happens in the manga, but um, yeah. 
Uh, yes. So they have a fake relationship. But what's funny is during this, like some of the other characters actually ended up getting together off, like off camera because they actually legitimately liked each other, which is really sweet. Yeah. Um, and then the one other character that is introduced in this arc is there is another girl who is a bit more of a, uh, she's notable because of how she looks yeah, she's uh, very, like, cute. Well, she was a, um, she was the only name? one that wasn't, like, an actress. She was, um, she was a web star. Like, she was a streamer, basically. Um, Memcho, 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 that's her name. yeah. Um, we love Memcho. But <laughs> she was great. Before we get in farther with Aqua, though, we have to point out that uh, Ruby also has a subplot going on where she's trying to start a her group and she, yeah. by this point she has recruited Kana into the group because after Kana does her acting thing she's kind of like well, what do I do now and it's like you should become an idol mm-hmm. and that's where <laughs> well, we also she's very reluctant but then well, Aqua... oh yeah Aqua kind of just like is like do it and she's like okay Aqua because Kana also really likes Aqua yes everyone she gets mad at him when well, she she's the she's the dating. Oh, God. oh yeah, that that was so petty. <laughs> like that was so petty, but I get oh, it. Oh yeah. Uh, but during this whole scene, basically they're practicing trying to get their word out, and this is where Alex's favorite character appears. No, Peyton, no. Peyton, whatever his name was. No, he's essentially <laughs> he's he's basically a, a parody of like really exaggerated like YouTube well, wait, personality. Wait, he didn't bring up. Memcho, like who Memcho? Oh, wait, well, no, no, we'll, we'll get to her because it's okay, after this. Yeah. I forgot it was after this. Never mind. But um, yeah. So like the worst thing ever <laughs> appeared on the screen. He's literally he made me stop watching. I he, hated it. He's literally an exaggeration of um, <coughs> of um, Dying. he's an exaggeration of like YouTube personalities where he's essentially this ripped like bodybuilder in a speedo with a chicken mask on his head. I mean, I can see that actually doing well in Japan. <laughs> well, yeah, it's very that. Japanese, but he's apparently really popular, like super pop. He's basically the most popular thing that Strawberry Productions, that's the production company, yeah. by the way, oh, um, yeah. ha- has. And he basically, he does a, a crossover, with a collab with them where they have to do this really outrageous dance number in the chicken mask things. Yeah. Well, it's a workout. Like, it's a workout and they have to keep going and going and going. And, and it's implied that they've died really quick. And he had to edit it to make it look like they lasted longer. <laughs> yep. But after that, after the whole uh, school arc thing, uh, Aqua basically gets his uh, info from the the, the director, uh, who basically tells him uh, he gives him a tip off to this company, which turns out is actually the company that Akane is from too, which makes it, which is partially the reason why he continues to fake date her after. Yes. But the other. The other big hint here is when they bring Memcho in as the third member of the idol group, and then we get one of the funniest scenes where, um, basically Memcho signs on but keeps her YouTube stuff separate. Mm-hmm. Um, and they when she's filling out her application form, she basically is like, "Right, how old are you, by the way?" And then she kind of goes, "Uh," and it's revealed that she's like in her like thirties. Yeah, well, no, it's like late twenties. I thought it was like, like thirty. I thought it was late twenty. Either way, she's very old compared to the she's rest old, of them. Yeah, she's old for an idol. Like, and, and she's very, but she she doesn't look her age. No, yeah. And then we get to the climax of the of basically where it ends now, where they are getting ready for their big performance after they've been practicing forever, and they're not sure who to make the leader of the group, so they make it 
kind of because Ruby is well, too no, self-conscious. No, no. They, they, they can't decide, so they go to karaoke. And then they, right, right, they yeah. suck at singing. <laughs> and yeah. Kana's the only one who can sing. <laughs> well, it's not that they suck. It's more that Ruby has a mental block at this point still. No, I thought it was they both sucked. <laughs> like, they literally won and they got, like, horrible well, scores. It, well, it, it's it's not that their voices were bad. It's just that, Aqua, like, Ruby has this whole, like, mental thing because she's a... Because, fr- when because spoiler warning, she's the terminally ill girl at the beginning of the show um where she like basically she was so self-conscious and like she kept falling and like basically she also has this whole mental block that she'll never be as good as i Hmm. and basically she when they finally go well yeah great no just kidding (laughs) well i mean she kind of (laughs) was she's considered the the greatest there ever was in the universe um but when they finally get their debut performance like they have Kana as like kind of the lead because she's the best out of the three of them initially. And they start doing the songs and there's actually some critics in the audience who are like, this ain't beat Kamachi. Like I remember beat Kamachi. Um, he's like, they're okay, but they're no I. And then, uh, Aqua goes and redoes his dance number with the sticks. Cause th- they have an interesting <laughs> like gimmick where, uh, they have three different colored sticks, and the sticks basically represent the three members of the new beat Kamachi. Which I think is, like, very much an idol culture thing, too. Yeah. Colored glow sticks. And it mo- there's it's mostly Memcho, because a lot of the fans are just Memcho fans who showed up. Yeah. Uh, there's a few Kana, well, like, there's, like, one Kana and then a couple, and a couple Rubies. And during the performance, like, Ruby finally gets over her mental block, and, like, she full-on goes full-eye, like, her personality shines through. And, like, all the critics, like, of, like, who see it, all of a sudden, like, they get it. And they're, like, they all immediately get, like, Ruby, like, batons. And, like, yeah. it becomes very clear that Ruby's going to be the leader from going forward. Mm. Um, and it kind of ends on a bit of a a note there, because there's obviously way more story, but they kind of ended it off on a nice well, also, note. also, it also, like, kind of, like, you missed, like, kind of... Like feel after like um, Aqua is out there dancing, she gets more comfortable too. And well, she's yeah. Like, and she kind of takes, cause she's gonna be the lead of the group, not Ruby. Khan is the lead. Uh, we don't know yet. It's kind of up in the air. Okay. <laughs> That's not what I got from it, but okay. Well, anyways, um. But yeah, so the show kind of ends on like a pretty positive note, even though it's still pretty dark and we still don't know a lot of things. And uh, season two has already been confirmed, so that's coming. Um, Lucky you. <laughs> well, what? me too, I guess, because I, I like the show too. But well, yeah, you were you, <laughs> you were you were the one that said like I am hooked. I'm gonna steal manga because I want to know what happens. Well, yeah, yeah, but I, I'm just. Oh, Alex, you have One Piece, and it's 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 live actions getting a second season. Don't be salty. Oh, uh, yeah, true, true. Yeah. We do have the best anime, manga, and live action, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but going on, though, like, it... Honestly, I, the ending leaves so much to, like... It basically, it just leaves you wanting so much more. And, like, it, it's weird how, despite dying in the first episode, I just continues to be, like, this, like, overarching theme... Like, throughout. Mm. 
Also, I gotta say, I really like the side characters in this, like, especially, like, all of uh, Ruby's uh, school friends, like, the ones that aren't part of, uh, like, the one with the southern accent that you were very confused by. <laughs> yeah. That's just a thing that they do in dubbing for, like, any time. It's, like, from the, like, the, I forget the name of the region. It's, like, the Kanze uh, region. I think it's, like, wasn't it Osaka? It's where, well, Osaka's part of that region, but it's oh, okay. it's... They, the different dialect in Japan, whenever they do that in dubs, they always give them, like, a southern bell accent. That's why, like, Osaka and Azamangadayo had that accent for whatever reason. But, um, I liked her. There, then there was that super popular girl with the green hair that, like, appears every now and then oh, that's, like, yeah. really I feel nice. I like she'll probably get more screen time later on, too. Possibly. Maybe. Um, and I like, I love the fact that, like, all the characters are super developed, and it's only been, like, four episodes. It was only, like, 12 episodes. Oh, yeah. Well, you didn't even say, like, where like where it kind of leaves off to start the next season, too. Yeah. Like, because it, it ends off where he kind of found his next clue into, like, okay, hmm, maybe I'll be able to find our father by getting this gig. And then it kind of leads you into, like, what the next season is going to be about. Did you notice the the subtle character development on uh, Akane though towards the end? Yes, where, where she's like a more confident. Well, also um, like her. Also the, her. Her. She you notice she's growing her hair out all of a sudden. Yes, I did notice Cause, that a little bit. Well, because the the whole thing is like she wanted to know what what uh, Aqua's type was, and Aqua's type is I. Because <laughs> <laughs> it. His mom. <laughs> Uh, kind of, it's weird <laughs> because the reincarnation shit makes this this show really fucking weird. I'm not gonna lie. It does. Especially, it gets even fucking weirder. Especially because when you realize like the doctor had promised to marry the terminally ill girl. Yeah, that does make it a little weird. But yeah. I guess we'll figure out later on. Let's the the, the fandom for this show is very strange. That's what I'll say. Um. But yeah, so moving on though. Now you picked a show. Wait, 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 wait! You gotta ask me my opinions. My well, no, we say we save that. We save that for the end. Well, well, my kind of thought process is: it's been almost an hour. Should we try? Should we split this into two episodes? Well, no, we can't do that for an anime swap. We, well, we've no, gone yeah, this, this is long. part one, part two. We're doing a new format. No, no, no. Let's keep going. Let's time. let's keep going. <laughs> be up till nine well, well then let's go through it and don't stretch it out <sighs> fine all right what, what did you ask me so dorohidoro yeah i picked dorohidoro it doesn't have a season two oh um, which stinks um but so what was your th- whole thought process behind watching this show? Because this seems like such a left-field show for you, and it's now, like, one of your favorites. Yeah, so I remember I watched it back in... I first watched it back in my old apartment uh, before you live there. Like, pretty much, I believe, like, when I first moved in. So I'm pretty certain I watched it 2020 or 2021. Um, so I watched it pretty rec- at, pretty much after it came out, I'm assuming. Um, and that was my first time watching it, and then I kind of forgot about it, and then I rewatched it, and then I was like, damn, this shit's good. Um, <laughs> and I think I just, I, I more thoroughly watched it the second time around. Um, but honestly, it was a show that, like, I would not necessarily watch, but I just, I saw it, and I was like, you know what, I'm, 
I think I just watched Jujutsu Kaisen, so I already picked something that was like kind of like a Dark. little darker, and I was like, you know what? I'm I'm gonna watch I'm gonna watch Dory Dora. I'm gonna see why not see what see what this is about. Um, because they're both by Jujutsu Kaisen's Mappa, right? Yep. Yeah. So they were both Mappa. So I was like, you know what? This is Mappa. I'm gonna give it a shot. And, uh, the first time around, I mean, it left an impression that I, I liked it, and I watched it, and obviously I wanted to watch it again, and when I watched it for the second time around, that's when I really got hooked. Mm. Um, so kind of to set the series, it's kind of in this post-apocalyptic world, um, but there's it's like three... a It's like a real world of shit, <laughs> but it's like well, only there's... some of the world. So it's there's three dimensions. So there's well there's three realms in this world, uh, which is the whole, which is the, the whole, uh, this kind of really shitty dumpy world, which I would almost say is more like, not Earth, but like it's like the a slum like a slums like it's a really crappy, crappy area. And in this um, in the whole is basically people who don't have magic. Uh, they aren't sorcerers, so sorcerers are a big part of this series. Um, the next area is um, is uh, the um, the sorcerers land, which is um, basically where all the sorcerers live, and it's the complete opposite of um, <laughs> it's the complete opposite of the whole. It's nice, it's beautiful, uh, everyone has magic. Um, and uh, it's not heavily polluted or gross. It's very vibrant yeah. and nice. And then, and then the there's the world devil dimension. Yeah, hell. <laughs> it's, it's hell. That's basically what it is. And it's basically where the devils live. So kind of your three main casts of characters in the show are humans, sorcerers, and devils. Devil, Those are yeah. kind of your three what you're working with. Um, and the... Um, Hell is basically ruled by the devils, um, and the sorcerer's realm is basically kind of controlled by this crime boss named N, which you're going to learn more about later on. Um, is he the villain, or is he just another yeah, hero? It's yeah, unclear. Yeah, it's more, there's just two sides. So this this show is interesting because you're kind of watching two stories at once, but they're connected at the same time. Yes. Um... But really, there's two species of people here where humans and sorcerers, they're, they're different. Like, they don't have the same... They, they don't have the same scientific body, actually. Um, cause yeah, because the, the sorcerers things, have this weird, like, dust ducts so in their arms. So it's called smoke. So smoke, basically, yeah. like, the sorcerers all... Their, their power comes from smoke in this series. And they actually show, when they use their magic, puffs of smoke comes out. Um, and they actually show, because at one point, one of the characters in the show, he, um, was living in the hole at one point, but he was actually the son of a sorcerer, but he wasn't able to access his power. So one of the things sorcerers do is they will actually cut open their arms to get to their, basically their, their smoke like vessels. The, I think they called it like smoke duct or whatever. Yeah, they're smoke ducts or something, and um, they'll actually do a surgery that can enhance it or can just have them bring it their power out. So it is interesting, and it can get really you know creepy and kind of like ugh, creepy crawly. Um, but basically, um, 
basically the story starts out where you're introduced to this character Kaiman and he's pretty really easy to identify because he has a lizard head yeah he's <laughs> um, literally giant lizard man I will say one thing. So I've been reading the manga for this as well. He looks a lot cooler in the manga. Like, wow, well, I mean, yeah, they did a decent job, though. I will say. I mean, this like, is a CG anime, and it looks really good, but it's very apparent that oh, they're yeah. limited on what they can do. Definitely, and if if you read the manga, you can see they really did the best that they could with the material because his um cues art style is very um very detailed and Mm. very like it's it will be really hard to adapt so i think they did a pretty decent job um job for it but basically your your main um character is this guy named kaiman um and he he has a lizard head and he has no memory of his former life um and the other character you're immediately introduced is nikaido um and Nikaido is um, a lady, and she is also living in the hall with him, um, but she's hiding the fact that she's a sorcerer. An um, extremely powerful sorcerer. Yeah, so she's a very sought-after sorcerer, and the reason she's living in the hall is not only because like she doesn't think what the sorcerers are doing is right, but she also knows that like she's a very special type of magic that no one else has. Which I'll get into later. Um, But our very first scene is actually Kaiman and Nikaido fighting some sorcerers. And um, one thing Kaiman does every time he... He bites their head. Yeah, he he bites their head. And uh, it's going to get weirder. He bites their head because there's a little man in his mouth. And whenever he bites their head, he's like... The little man will go, either tell them you are the one or you are not the one. Because, shocker, he's trying to figure out who turned his head into a lizard head. a lizard. Um, So he's trying to find the sorcerer with that magic. And, of course, this time, um, the guy who he bit, which ends up kind of being a reoccurring character, even though he dies. um, (laughs) He ends up... Yeah, he ends up... (laughs) He kills. He ends up going. No, like he said, I am not the one. And then Kamen goes, All right, time to die. Well, he's always uh, like so annoyed. He's always like, Okay, all yeah. right. And then he just well, kills them. Well, yeah, and like honestly, it's understandable he's annoyed because like whenever the sorcerers are coming to the hole, they're basically coming to practice on humans. Um, yes. So basically like practice their magic. So if someone has bug magic, it's basically gonna turn someone into part bug. And depending or that, like, on how slug, powerful the, the magic weird, is, there was um, the weird snail man later on too. Yeah. So depending on like the level of magic, you know, if someone does really good magic, they can completely turn them into a bug. But if they're not as powerful as magic, they'll only be partially transformed, and they'll be this like disfigured monster. Um, yes. And basically, the only way to um, to basically for a spell to be broken is to kill the sorcerer. Um, so, yeah. So a lot of the times they have to kill the sorcerers in order to help someone, you know, in the end. Um, so, basically, that's kind of the main plot, is like, Kaiman is trying to figure out who he is, Nakaido's trying to help him, um, but you're introduced to some other characters along 
Sorry, the better, the the, the more the more interesting characters. Well, they're all interesting, but I love these guys. Yeah. So, an- two more characters you meet are Shin and Noi, uh, which are two. Um, they are two powerful sorcerers for the N family, which I mentioned N earlier, who kind of runs the sorcerers' realms, and they're known as cleaners. Uh, and they're basically, you know, his. They're, they're basically working for him. But their kind of subplot is that they're actually looking out for a gang of low-level sorcerers known as the Cross Eyes. Um, which is going to be an immediately red flag to you because... Kaiman has red Kaiman, Cross Eyes. <laughs> he is Cross Eyes, but he doesn't really know these people. Um, and the little man in his head also has Cross Eyes. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of happening at the same time. And at one point... Um, so one of the, the ones that we met earlier, he, the first sorcerer that we countered, his name was Fujita, um, and Kaiman murders his pon- partner, as I said. So he's kind of at the same point also having a revenge plot, but also working for the N family, but he ends up partnering with the other sorcerer named Emisu. Um, so... I think like it's the very next like episode. Um, oh yeah, Evie Sue, Skull, <laughs> Skull Girl, who uh, Kaiman rips her face off. Yeah, <laughs> literally. So, Kaiman and um, Kaiman and Nakaido are basically they had just met up. Um, I think you you like Kaiman just finished a shift at his job because he does a part time work at a hospital where they help people who are affected by the sorcerers practicing their magic. Um, and then they end up meeting up, they eat some gyoza, I think, because Nikaido makes some bomb-ass gyoza, and every time I see it, I just want to eat gyoza. Um, yes. There's a gyoza fairy, too, and he's wonderful. Um, <laughs> but, Ebisu is, uh, in the, um, sorcerer's realm, and at one point, so, when Bujicha ends up going back, he ends up telling them about Kaiman. And it actually brings an alert to N that, okay, we need to kind of figure out who this person is. So they actually lock down the doors, because um, sorcerers travel by these magical doors, and they yes. basically open a door and they can leave. So he basically locks it down so no one can leave. No one can go to the sor- um, go to the hole, but no one can leave the hole. So Ebisu is stuck in the hole. She's been trying to leave, and it just so happens that Kaiman and them. Nikaido are sitting down and eating lunch, and they basically see her door appear um, as she's trying to leave. So, of course, they're going to go... Kaiman's going to go bite her fucking head off. Um. <laughs> Unfortunately for Ebisu, she gets, like, caught in the door, <laughs> and basically right before the man in her head can... man in Kaiman's head can reveal whether she's the one, uh, she gets ripped out of his mouth, but her face stays behind. Yeah, so Fujita, who um, was kind of seeking revenge on Kaiman ends up going like finding Ebisu and he ends up basically pulling her out of there and unfortunately her face is torn off and she also kind of loses her mind at this point well, um, yeah. <laughs> she's not fully there um, so she's a little bit quirkier than usual um, so but the main story is that Kaiman's trying to figure out his identity um, the N family are after the cross eyes gang and Nakaido is also a mystery, because you don't really know much about Nakaido at this point. No. Um, so, and it's interesting because kind of the episodes go kind of back and forward sometimes, where 
one episode you're focused on Kaiman and his gang, and the other episode you're focused on N's gang. Um, so it's kind of yeah. going back and forward. Um, but there's like point, interconnecting cr- plot threads, like where it's like something that they're talking about in one story all of a sudden becomes relevant in the other, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, and it works pretty hand in hand because I think the first interaction of like Shin and Noi and Nakaido and Kaiman is on this episode called The Night of the Dead, which is basically <laughs> a zombie apocalypse. So, like, the whole like sucks so much and it has such severe magic pollution from the sorcerers that at some point it basically turns all the dead people into zombies. Yes. So they basically, and it's basically a fight. They have, they they exchange, like, tokens from the zombies for prizes, and one thing that he want they want to win is, like, a meat grinder so the guy that can make dumplings better. Yes. Priorities. Um, but it's actually that first interaction with Shin and Noi and uh, Nikaido and Kaiman. So, um, they end up fighting, and it actually turns out, oh yeah, and Fujita and Ebisu tag along too, but they're kind of useless. Ebisu gets bitten by a zombie and then turns yeah. feral, which is, Ebisu and Fujita are like the comic relief. Yeah, I um, mean, ironically, all the characters are kind of comic relief, but... They are all very funny characters. Um, so, uh, but basically... You're first revealed that Nakaido is actually a sorcerer because she uses her magic to bring a door. Uses her smoke to create a door and disappear. Then they go, oh, she's a sorcerer. Um, oh, and they also decapitate Kaiman. That also happens. Yeah, and then his head but grows back. His head just grows back because lizard logic. Um, <laughs> but he ends up growing back, and they also go and dissect it. But then his head disappears. Almost like the little man inside got away. <laughs> yeah, the little man. Um, Yet he's still in there, though, later. Uh, I don't know. It made no sense. That was a bit of a plot hole. Yeah. So um, so then what happens is we kind of switch views and we flop to more. Then it's Shin and Noi focused. And they basically report back to N on what they saw. And oh, yeah. The, the reveal how, that Noi, Noi's a girl. <laughs> yes. Noi is a lady, um, for those who don't know. But, um, they actually end up, like, Ebisu remembers that she, um, saw the little man in his head, in Kaiman's head. So they actually go to the sorcerer named Turkey, who has a mask. Oh, one thing I forgot to mention is all the sorcerers wear a mask, and depending Shins is on always the, on backwards. So, uh, who... Shins, yes, Shins is always on backwards. Um, but also, so one thing that's kind of quirky is the quality of your mask also is kind of determines your magic. So, I mean, uh, determines how strong you are in magic. So, Fujita has a pretty lame mask where it just covers his eyes and kind of gives him a Usopp nose. Um, yes. Where Shin and Noise and N's mask and even Ebisu's mask are pretty, like, eccentric and pretty big like Ebisu's is like a whole skull yeah and um like Shin's is like a heart and then like um Noe's got like a luchador Noe, mask yeah, going like on a luchador and so is uh, and like all of N's um sorcerers like in his gang all the N family all kind of have a distinct design of like the, the teeth mouth awkwardly showing weird not yeah. weird but it's like very distinct um 
so they end up going to this guy named Turkey who has a turkey mask. That's why I brought this up. Um, and he basically can make a temporary clone. Oh yeah, so, and they make they make Noe first, and, then, <laughs> and they're like, get rid of it. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just I haven't talked this much in a while, so I'm getting a little congested. Um, but they end up going. They make a clone first of of Noe, but then they make one of the man in Kaiman's head. Um, so, and it actually makes this clone, and they end up following the clone, and then they follow him to his apartment, and then in the apartment, they find a head in a box. Which is his head. <laughs> yeah, which is a shriveled up head. Um, so, which then leads them to, there's a lot that goes on in a short amount of time, which is kind of crazy. So then, the next thing they lead to is they end up going to this party. Where at this party, there's basically a necromancer who can bring the dead back to life. Um, and then they find out she's faking it. Yeah, it's, it's actually it's actually a dog. Yes, well, the a be- dog, cat-like creature. The best uh, of best of creatures. Kikurage. Uh, and it turns out that they're actually the necromancer. So they, Kikurage, so they're kind of in this actually limbo point because... They can't really control Kikaragi. He kind of just does whatever he wants, you know, because dog, cat, creature does whatever yep. they want. Makes me more on the line of cat because cats do whatever the fuck they want. Yes. Um, and uh, they're kind of in a limbo point. But then we jump back, and then it's kind of more focused on Kaiman and uh, Nikaido, and they're actually going to visit um, their doctor friend named Kasukabe. And it's also New Year, so... Happy New Year, Bill. Um, <laughs> and, but this leads them to actually going into the sorceress realm, which Nakaido at first is a little apprehensive because obviously she doesn't want to go back because she left for a reason. Um, yes. But she's doing this for Kaiman because she really cares about Kaiman, and they want to kind of figure out who he is and who's the guy in his head. Um, but during this time... Kikurage finally goes, I'm going to revive this head. And we end up finding out that the person in Kaiman's head is named Risu. Um, and N places his head on this magical mechanical body. Yep. <laughs> and then tries and... to interrogate him, but he's just kind of an ass. So <laughs> he's not going to give him any information. Um, but Risu is also not really giving him information because he doesn't really have any information to give, too. Cause yeah, because his memories are himself, still kind of messed up. Well, he doesn't know, like, really what happened to him or why he was killed. But he knows True. he yeah. was killed. Um, it's, it's, this is complicated, people, okay? But it's good, so watch it. So, um, basically, he ends up kind of going, like, they end up letting him kind of go and walk around. And uh, they kind of follow him around for a little bit. Actually, wait. I lie. That's not what happens. I'm getting confused. Um, but anyways, so back to what I was saying. So <laughs> I just got confused. Uh, Kaiman and Nikaido are still in this world right now. And at one point, Nikaido is kind of trying to get information. So she ends up actually selling her smoke. Um, oh, yeah. To the uh, the shop. weird pawn shop guy and then like proceeds to just like yeah. get the get the money kill and then him. fucking just kill him instantly and take it back yeah cause they need money to basically survive um well so she actually just kidding 
They don't need money to survive. She needs money because she wants to go meet a devil, which she knows yes. named Asu. Um, but this is going to end up being a mistake for her. Like, she is going to regret selling, bringing her smoke there because it left a residue. Um, yes. So, she ends up going to get information from the devil named Asu, which she has a connection to before. He basically helped her get out of the sorcerer's realm because he knows about her magic. Um, but she asked for his help in figuring out who the guy in the guy in Kaiman's head, and it reveals his name is it's Risu. Um, <coughs> I'm sorry, and that he's being held by N. So she actually breaks into the mansion, fights Noi. Um, but ends up um, finding her way to Risu eventually. She does attempt to abduct him, but she fails. But she does punch N, making him enraged. And you don't want to enrage N because I didn't know Mushroom. Mushroom everywhere. It's just mushroom. (laughs) It's just mushroom. His power is mushroom, but it's, like, insane. So everything around him becomes mushroom. She ends up escaping, but, but she, she was close enough to him when he used his power that she has yeah, basically giant mushroom a in giant her back. mushroom on her back. And they have to kind of flee back to their realm um, where their doctor friends kind of help them. Um, Kasukabe ends up coming and helping remove the mushroom. Um, so... And then you get that great scene back in N's place where, like, everything's just mushroom and Noe's like, oh, God, (laughs) we gotta stop it before it gets too far. Yeah, like, Shin's legs are just tiny mushrooms. It's so funny. (laughs) Sorry, hiccup. Um, But after that... um, Oh, so Kasukabe basically tells Kaiman that, like, Nakato's a sorcerer, just so you know, because he operated on her. And Kaiman feels... Kind of betrayed. Yeah, he feels betrayed because, you know, a part of him is like... He's like, I didn't think... Like, sorcerers are his enemy, you know, in his mind. And, like, the fact that she's been hiding it. But I think he he almost ends up blocking it out. And he does end up... Because she gets abducted from her um, hospital room. um, And the kidnap... And he basically ends up saving her. Um, but the person does claim to recognize Kaiman um, in Nakaido from the day like that Kaiman appeared. Uh, yeah. But he does die really shortly after, so they don't really get any information from that. Um, but after that, we kind of cut back to the Sorcerer's Realm where N ends up buying the pawn shop for more information and Shin and Noi investigate it. Um, and they also discover that Ebisu sold some of her magic powder there. So they end up I know you know it's funny. I noticed that the second like they were in there oh, I'm like yeah. oh that, <laughs> I could see it in the back and I'm like hey that's going to be important. Yeah. So um and then <laughs> this episode kind of gets funny. So um Fujita is kind of asking to see um like he wants a like you know another partner um and ends kind of like can't help you. Um, but he's pretty mad, so he ends up going to the hole, like, for a plot to kind of kill Kaiman with, with a gun. Uh, and Ebisu yeah. ends up following along with him, and his plan kind of fails. Um, <laughs> his plan definitely fails, but he ends up 
getting himself roped into a baseball game. Oh, the, yeah, the base. Why is there always a baseball episode in these it's damn animes? It's either a baseball episode or a beach episode, Bill. So, or a hot spring episode. Oh. Yeah. But they end up playing some baseball, and then so Fujita gets horrified because the first, <laughs> the first um, batsman is um his his partner's well, rebuilt <laughs> corpse of his partner but it's not really his partner too because it's basically dr kasakami says it's just a mix of all these random sorcerer parts that he had so i guess the base the base is matsumari but like it not really it's not really him he's dead um but what ends up happening is that like he needs to continuously like electroshock him or like he'll go into a full on like zombie um yeah <laughs> but Fujita doesn't know that so he escapes with him and then uh it doesn't really work out <laughs> so in the oh meantime, yeah cause then we get but then th- that's the moment where they accidentally knock uh uh what's Skullgirl's name I already forgot so it's more of like so they use so basically in this meantime they discovered that it was Ebisu's magic power Ebisu, yeah. and they release it to kind of show and it works so she has reptilian powers her reptilian dun, dun, dun. magic so <laughs> dun, dun, dun. and it's also later revealed because at this point Ebisu's kind of gaining some of her memory back like she's her brain is kind of coming more into tech and at one point it actually does show that like he in her in um Kaiman's head uh, says she's the says one she's the one um so she's the one who did it she doesn't really remember it but um that's kind of how it's revealed that she has the lizard magic so uh Noi is kind of like in lizard mode right now well no what ha- um, what we didn't explain what happened the the scientist was running back tripped and threw the vial at her and that's yeah <laughs> And then, like, yeah, so she ends up getting covered in it, and then they see. And becomes Big Lizard. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but at some point, um, elsewhere in the mansion, so that's kind of when Ebisu's head kind of hurts, because she's remembering things. Um, and she ends up, oh, but she also stole Fujita's smoke-enhancing drink. Um, yes. And she ends up kind of going crazy. And then uh, <laughs> Matsumare, who's also on a rampage right now from like not having the shock treatment ends up uh like she ends up go- turning into a dinosaur and like killing him yeah pieces and <laughs> poor fujita is just so crushed at that point nothing um, goes well for him in this show <laughs> no he struggles but um so kind of going back uh no never mind so fujita's depressed but then uh so kaiman and nikaido are kind of back um we're back over there and Kaiman goes to the sorcerer's realm without Nikaido um he kind of doesn't want her involved anymore yeah he's kind of gone solo at this point yeah he's gone solo at this point and Nikaido's basically just like okay I'm gonna kind of let him do what he's doing um and at the same time Risu has returned to his apartment um where his head was found, and he's kind of recalling his death, and he's kind of trying to figure out what happened to him. Um, and at the same time, they're also preparing for a really big sorcerer event called the Blue Night Festival, um, which is basically a day where sorcerers make magical contracts with their partners um, by force or willingly. 
<laughs> as you will find yes. out later on. Um, so this is kind of where we're in the Blue Night Festival arc, where at one point Shin and Noi both go missing because they're getting targeted by different by different people to um, be partners, actually, even though yeah, to be partners, even though they want to be partners. Uh, and then you also kind of learn about Shin's backstory and how he started out living in the hole um, and how he basically cut his arms to pieces. And to find his actually, uh, smoke ducks. Yeah, to find his smoke ducks. And it's actually funny because um, uh, 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 Dr. Guy. Kasukabe ends yeah. up actually um, finding him and actually ends up helping him with the s- surgery. And one thing about his character is he's very quirky because he always says, I'm not doing this to help you. I'm just doing this to fuel my research. Because uh, yes. he's very dedicated. Uh, since he ends up helping him, but Shin ends up kind of going to the sorcerer's world after that, and his arms are basically falling apart. <laughs> they're basically well, rotting Because they're rotting off, because they were torn apart. and Yeah. So, gross. But You no can't way. just reattach it and expect it to survive. <laughs> yeah. But Noi ends up encountering him and actually ends up healing his arms for him. And they end up becoming, you know, friends. Um, BFFs. But we also find out... <laughs> so Noi, at this point, Noi and Shin aren't partners. And Noi's actually training to become a devil. So it's kind of interesting to learn, like, okay, so devils are actually once sorcerers that, you know, go through a training and a ritual to become a devil, which is pretty interesting background knowledge. Um... So, but Noi ends up actually, um, so at one point in her final part of training, she, um, has to not use magic for a year. Uh, and what ends up happening is the two people who are targeting them now at the Blue Knight Festival had targeted them before. And, um, Shin was fatally injured, so instead of not using her magic, she used it to save him, save his life, but in the end failed her exam and could not become a devil um but this actually ended up working out for both of them because um noi was hired by n and they became partners um Mm. so it kind of worked out so they want to renew their contract um and (laughs) fujita also at the same time realized that no one wanted to be his partner and he only had one applicant and it was actually really cute because it was Ebisu and she was all bashful about well, it. Well, he had he had two applications but he then he revealed two. one of them was the one, one of he them put was in himself cuz he didn't want to get none. Um so but in also in the meantime we jump back to the the hole and uh basically they kind of so in this meantime N's been also they fa- when they when they when he bought the fa- pawn shot, they ended up. They found the the residue. the residue plus the camera that had the uh, yeah. the footage. Yeah, so they found the residue of the time magic, and they end up finding out that Nikaido has time magic, which which is what N wants. <coughs> yeah, so N this whole time has just been searching for. Um, a wizard, uh, no, a wizard, you're a wizard, Harry, um, so a sorcerer with time magic. It's not revealed in the show exactly why, um, and I haven't found out yet from where I'm in the manga, but he's been desperately trying to find one. 
and he ends up going after her and eventually, you know, uh, kidnapping her and her friends who she was with. Um, mm. But not before she does kick some ass at first, but eventually does not win and they are attacked. Um, and then her mushroom comes back. Yeah, so the mushroom comes back. Um, and basically, um, at the same time, Kaiman's kind of been taken in by this pie company. Um, which yeah. are really cute cast of characters. Like, they're just so sweet. They're just helping him out because they just think he's a guy who's, like, tough on his look. Um, but he ends up, they end up kind of helping him, though, like, get into, um, get into, like, uh, the, the Blue, Blue Night Festival. Yep. And Kaiman's able to get some more info. By pretending to be a dumpling seller or pie seller or whatever. Yeah. Um, But at the same time, so Nakata's been kidnapped and they end up, and ends up basically forcing her through the ritual to become his partner. And you'll see that um, Shin and Noi are doing it willingly, so they exchange contracts willingly. And Nakata is basically being forced to by the devils. Meanwhile, uh, what's his name over there is by himself because uh, Ebisu was in the bathroom. Ebisu had diarrhea because <laughs> she ate a pie off the ground. Um, yes. Good job, Ebisu. So no, no partner for him. <laughs> yeah. So um, Nakaido basically gets forced into the contract, and when forced into the contract, um, the person who's forcing them ends up actually getting control over them uh but it takes a little bit so nakaido is in prison for a little bit where she's able to talk to like kasukabe and her friends um well like a new mask is being made and like basically before she's kind of losing her will um yes but eventually she does and, and it kind of stinks so she ends up becoming his partner and his willing partner um and but at the same time Kasukabe and his friends are kind of in her friends are escaping uh and they end up actually running into Shin who ends up helping them out to get out of there because he Um, recognized uh the doctor and he kind of just wanted to pay him back for helping him back then but he says basically he's not going to help them fully but he is going to basically tell him like you need to like just leave like get out of here this is all I can do to help you but you need to leave um and at the same time, after that, there's a pie contest. Oh, the best <laughs> the best scene in the entire show, in my um, opinion. So, Kaiman finds out, like, he ends up actually seeing in the newspaper that, um, like, Nakaido was, is now Ed's partner. Um, so he is going to go try and find her. And it's also interesting because you also learn about um, Ed's past and how he was a baby who was, like, his parents basically died and someone kidnapped him and they used him for all his magic and then he was thrown into hell and he basically survived into hell um until like some devils found him and were like what the fuck why is a human down here alive uh and that's also why he's kind of like the boss of like yeah. the sorcerer's realm because he's just that badass and is um, a very fascinating character throughout this entire series oh yeah that's why it's so like i love this series because like you're almost it's two stories going on at the same time, and they're intertwined, but, like, there's not really a bad guy. Like, yeah. they both have their own motives and trying understandings, and I think that's what makes the show Honestly, the, so the most evil person in the show is Risu. Yeah, so, but even So then, far. <laughs> but even then, Risu's really not, because he's also 
has his own story and he's trying to figure out who killed them. Yeah. Um, so it's it's really interesting, but this is one of the best parts of the series. So pie contest um, to get into <laughs> pie men um, is so in order to kind of get into N's um, man compound, um, he ends up sneaking in with uh, Tomba, who is the pie owner, and he ends up pretending to be his wife. <laughs> <And he laughs> the greatest thing man. ever. <laughs> so just imagine Kaiman. <laughs> fake boobs and in a skirt and an apron and doing a really so girly voice but it's still yeah. his man voice it's great <laughs> <coughs> sorry i'm dying it's so funny and they end up having a cook-off with, with this the, other pie seller who was like Asuka. a rival of tamba like well they used to She's work together and then so yes. in the anime, I, I think they just say they're, they're rivals, but she's actually his ex-wife. I'm pretty uh, sure. That makes more sense now. And uh, she doesn't actually make good pie. She just has this magic, which creates this um, thing called, like, an angel. And it basically, like, turns her crappy pies into delicious pies magic. Basically, it brainwashes uh, everyone into yeah, thinking it, they're good. it brainwashes them. But eventually, she runs out of magic. And then Tomba just ends up winning because he made a mushroom pie. Well, for no, the the, like, the best part was though, like during the whole like thing while they're all obsessing over there, like Noe and Shin come over and like they're like, "Hey, there's no line over here." And well, they Noe and Ebisu. Oh yeah, right. Because Shin's Shin, Shin's brainwashed too. It doesn't work too. on the ladies. Like Noe and Ebisu and uh, well, kind of Nikaido, but she's kind of just like brainwashed. <laughs> but my like, yeah, but my favorite part is like. They uh, they're enjoying the stuff from his trail, and then all of a sudden, like her magic runs out, and then like N walks over, and he's like, "Oh, I have heartburn," because <laughs> he was eating non mushrooms, <laughs> and he looks yeah. at the thing, and he's like, "All right, I have to try both because I have a fair man," and he's yeah. like, "Ah, oh, Mister N, sir, I know you only eat mushrooms, mushrooms, so he's like, I made you this special one made out of portobello mushrooms," and N just goes, "Portobello," and he just takes one bite, and but and just goes, "You win," win. And just walk <laughs> walks right off, and it's like, <laughs> that's the funniest scene in the thing. <laughs> He knew his customer. Um, but during this time, too, Kaima ends up finding Nikaido. Um, but Nikaido basically tells him, like, no, I work for N now. I'm N's partner. But really, she's being forced to by the contract. Um, and they actually end up fighting. And at the same time, Risu is kind of going back and trying to figure out you know, what happened to him is he's exploring his old town, and he actually goes through a, uh, a flashback where you end up getting introduced to his friend Aikawa. Aikawa mm. is going to be a very important character later on. Not yes. necessarily right now, but he is very important. Um, so, um, but we go back to Kaiman, and Kaiman is basically forced to defend himself against Nikaido, um, but he doesn't want to fight her back. Um, and it's a struggle between them because, you know, like, Kaiman's still... At this point, Kaiman knows she's a sorcerer. Um, but at yep. the same time, he doesn't want to fully, you know, like, admit it. Um, oh, and I'm, I also forgot to introduce Chota, who is this other character who, like, loves N. Um, and oh, him. Partner, <laughs> and is really butthurt Nakaido is his partner. <laughs> He he's very he's very camp. That's that's the yeah, nicest way of putting he's it. Very, yeah, he's he's I love him. He's one of my favorite characters. Oh, he's great. So he, he but he's he's very camp. That's that's yes, all I would say. But he really wants to be, 
BN's partner, and he's kind of basically, at one point, uh, they fight, and then Nikaido ends up getting hurt, um, and, uh, well, I think Choda actually <laughs> stabs her. I'm breathing, that's what happens. Uh, but then, well, then, uh, Asu, her, her, yeah, he comes and yeah. he takes, takes the contract out of her, yeah. and it so temporarily Asu, yeah. brings... So basically, Asu appears, he takes the contract out, but it is only temporary. If she gets back into basically N's range, she will, the contract will reappear and she will, you know, be back under his control. So then he ends up kind of devising a plan where, um, <laughs> where Chota will be disguised, <laughs> disguised as Nikaido and basically fill in her place. Um, yes, it's <laughs> just pranking him. As soon as this happened, I knew this is not going to end well because eventually he obviously wants Nikaido's time magic for a reason. And as soon as he figures out that, like, Chota does not have time magic, things are going to end bad and he's going to be on the hunt for Nikaido. Yeah. Um, but basically, Kaiman and Nikaido end up kind of getting away with um, Risu's, with Asu's help. And they basically are on it basically ends with them they need to go and find risu um and they're pretty determined to figure out like they need to figure out who who kaiman is and the ticket to that is risu and that's basically where it ends um and she also promises that you know because they're still in that struggle of like kaiman's like you're a sorcerer and i don't trust you yeah um but she promises that you know as long as she doesn't use magic she's not a sorcerer um and kaiman like agrees and understands and they agreed to stay friends um, yeah it's actually a very positive ending and it kind of makes me want to check out the manga at some point yeah. down the line and then there's the ovas which are actually pretty good because um they're basically like these little tiny scenes after the ends of some of the volumes and um it's where Gyo Gyoza Fairy. Gyoza Fairy. Gyoza Fairy. Um, and just some of these like silly other ones too. They're it, they're cute. It's like a 10, 15 minute little compilation yeah, of them. Little OVAs. But they're all like these little mini like little stories at the ends of some of the chapters too. So it's pretty mm. nice. Um and I will say too, so where the manga ends up is chapter forty. Which is around, which is in the middle of volume 7, is where the anime uh. ends up leaving off with the manga. Remind you that the series has <laughs> 23 volumes. Yep. <laughs> and 168 chapters, roughly. Yeah, there's, there's so, a lot left. <laughs> <coughs> I'm so sorry for coughing. So there's still a lot left, which is why I bought the manga and I'm reading it. And I'm a little bit farther um also the, those fucking more. those outros though oh yeah so the outros are all by um this band um what is it called i, I know it's on here uh it's uh ron slash with parentheses known name um and i just want to name you some of the tracks so the first one who am i then Bill's personal favorite, night surfing. Um, no, no, I liked uh, the other one. The I like night surfing, but I like the other one more. Oh, I thought you liked night surfing best. Then there's D D D. That's the one I like the best because it's such a bop. Like, <laughs> it's a bop, and then it's also for some reason like um, what's the game called? It's uh, the, so the the outro is like <laughs> is like Doom, but you're playing as N, and he he 
mushrooms everything. Mushrooms people. And then my personal favorite is a strange meat pie. Um, yes. <laughs> my personal favorite, um, which are just a few of the tracks on it. Uh, but they're all bops. And unfortunately, hmm. there really hasn't been much of an update on whether the manga anime will continue i was browsing reddit a little bit and someone did comment that um that like on imdb it does show like 2022 like dash blank so rather than just 2020 so maybe it is implied that it will be continued yeah at some this point is made by studio mappa which yeah and they're very busy at the moment know, they have chainsaw man they have jujutsu kaisen and they attack, have attack on titan, titan. um and so now freaking one punch man <laughs> yeah and one punch man now too so i understand that they are very busy um but like it just sucks because like if you look at the feedback for the show, it did really well. I think um, the problem was it was on Netflix, and that hurt it, because yeah, Netflix it, it, was... I mean, yeah, it did come out kind of during that rough Netflix period, but, like, it did do really, really well. Hmm. Um, so, but I guess, like, there is some rumors, and, I mean, these are rumors, there's no guarantee that it's true, that, like, people in the industry have said that they're might be a season two in the works and it's just kind of been on the back burner so my hope is that we do get a season two but i genuinely recommend that if you're at all interested and you've watched the anime to check out the manga because the art style is phenomenal and like mm. the manga i think does a pretty good job but like it just it's so detailed, and he has such a unique style compared to, like, other manga artists out of there that, um, well, she, I'm pretty certain it's a she, um, she hmm. has a really unique style, um, yes, it is a she, um, she is a she, <coughs> and, um, I just really recommend it. I've been loving what I've been reading in the manga so far, um, and I've kind of been just doing it in bits and pieces. I kind of got sidetracked because obviously COVID hit me hard and my head had been yep. killing. Um, but the, I feel like there's so much, like, I didn't even do it justice, I feel like, because it's a complicated show to explain to people. Yeah, um, I mean, it, it shows. Cause, it's like, we were... complicated, but it makes sense when you're watching it. Like, when you so, watch it, you kind of get it, and it all kind of works. Um, I guess, wrapping it up now, final thoughts. It, it's interesting, because, like, <coughs> both of these shows, really good. Like, yeah. honestly, I... I mean, were you, like, pretty hooked on it, too? I'm yeah, I, I mar marathoned it in one go. Yeah. Um, I marathoned both in one go, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, like, and this was a show that, like, I, like, I, when I was younger, I would have never picked a show like this. No, um, not at all. I, I would have never watched Oshinoko as a, as a kid. No, cause... yeah, like, I would have been, well, I probably wouldn't have watched it after that cold open <laughs> in all well, yeah. when I was younger. <laughs> you would but... have seen Eyes Corpse and been like, nope, 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 nope. No. <laughs> yeah, but it's definitely, like, it's a really good story, and I'm really yeah. excited um, and I also have, um, her next, one of her other works, which is Die Dark. Um, I haven't, I need to obviously get through Dora Hidora first before I get to Die Dark, but, um, Die Dark was her, like, direct following after Dora Hidora. She did a couple other things as well. 
Um, but Dora He Dora ran from 2000 to 2018. Um, and then Die Dark was what she started in 2019. So yeah. I can't wait to start reading that, which I've heard is um, someone described it to me as Dora He Dora, but in space. So, oh, lovely. <laughs> so I, I'm interested in starting that. But um, it's definitely a show I recommend. It really drew me in. And honestly, even though the art style isn't perfect for what, like, the manga is, I think they did as best as they could bringing it to life in an anime. Yeah. Because it's a very hard style to recreate. Hmm. All right. Well, Mushroom men. We're just about at our time limit, so I guess this is good enough time to wrap things up. I need to go to bed. Yep. <laughs> so, once again, guys, thanks for joining us on the Gaming and Collecting Podcast. The Gaming and Collecting Podcast can be found on all your major podcasting platforms, particularly Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, you can follow us all of our links at linktree slash Games. And if you want to join our Discord server, you can join us at the GNC Podcast Network. It gets cursed there real fast. And I'm sorry that my audio kind of sucks today. And if I've been too loud, I can't help it. I, I'm going to edit it down and no one's going to notice, so don't okay. worry. <laughs> I will. <laughs> but anyways, guys, once again, we will see you all later. No, we won't. I'm going to eat some mushrooms and be like, and, and maybe I'll gain sorcerer powers. Do you think okay. that will work, Bill? All right. Do you think Bye-bye. <laughs> no, answer me. I'm ending the recording now.